Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. It's time for Wolfing Down Your Lunch on a Friday. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? So the Arizona Cardinals are gearing up to take on the L.A. Rams on Sunday at SoFi Stadium. So let's go through some injury reports. You guys want to start with Buda Baker? Yes. All right. So here's what Cliff Kingsbury had to say about Buda being out on the field today. Starting in the week, you know, I heard 0% chance, and uh, obviously he's been fighting us to get back out there, and, and we'll see how he progresses the next couple of days. But, I mean, he's a special human and um, wanted to be out there today. So what does that mean for Sunday? We want to make sure that we feel like they can play at 100% or close to it um, in his case and um, not really injure it further that could keep him out an extended period of time. So we'll be really smart the next couple of days and see how it progresses. And what about Kyler Murray? Yeah, it'll be game time. We want to see how he is uh, moving around and, and make sure he's able to do what he can do um, if we're going to put him out there. And will the Stafford decision play into Kyler's decision? No, it won't. We'll, we'll do what's best for, for him and the team on our side and, and then kind of go from there. So after hearing what the Cardinals head coach just said, do you think we will see Buda Baker and Kyler Murray on Sunday? Do you think we will just see Buda or do you think we will just see Kyler? Cool. Well, this is where the conversation of is this a must-win game, this is why it matters, right, Wolf? Because, you, look, you're not going to put Buda or Kyler out there if, if you're risking right. like their career. Right. But if, you're, if, if the thought is like, hey, if we run him out there this week or if we wait a week, is he going to be closer to 100% a week from now? Like, you don't maybe have that week with these two guys. So that's why the conversation of if this is must-win is so big. I think we'll see Kyler. Um Buddha, I mean, <laughs> we shouldn't be able to see him, and yet he's out there running around practice today. Yeah, that is a great point, Luke. It really is. Um, listen, Buddha Baker is going to play, I believe that, if you're going to give him any opportunity whatsoever. Buddha Baker, based on the footage I saw of him jogging as well, uh, I think Buddha Baker is going to play, and I think Kyla Murray is going to play because I think they understand what the stakes are at this point in time and how critical it is over the next two weeks that they can go out and perform. And if you're ever going to push it, if you're ever going to push that envelope, it's going to be in a game like this coming up on Sunday. So I think they both play. And then here is what Cliff Kingsbury had to say about Byron Murphy. We'll see. We'll see how he feels. Um, Same kind of back issue he's been battling through and, and not sure if he'll be up or not. So we will see what that means for Sunday. But like you said, there is no doubt it's a big game on Sunday for the Cardinals. So how is the team feeling after putting so much emphasis on the three-game stretch that included last week's game versus Seattle? Here's Zach Ertz. And it doesn't mean to say that because we lost against Seattle that the season's over by any means. Um, we got a chance to, I mean, we got a prideful group on offense especially, and we are working our butts off to find a way to reach our potential. It doesn't matter if it didn't happen the first nine weeks of the year. We, we want to put on a show eventually, and we're working extremely hard to do that. And it's hopefully we got to find a way this week against arguably the best defensive player ever. 
How are you feeling as the Cardinals head into Week 10 against the Rams? Uh, it, it's such a weird game because the Cardinals are so beat up, and so are the Rams. So this this is the proverbial, you can just throw everything out the window. I hope. I mean, hopefully past record doesn't matter here because the Cardinals past record against the Rams is not good at all. But Wolf, I just, I, you know, it, it's easy from our position or from a fan's position to be like, okay, what do they have to do to make the playoffs? And honestly, at this point, even even watching, not playing, I'm like, how about just win this week and see what happens? Yeah, you know, I'm with you on that one right there. I, I, talking about the playoffs, you got to be kidding me. I mean, that's a logical fallacy at this point in time. So you got to focus on the job. you got to focus on the task at hand. You've got to look at this game and say, this is it. This is basically it for our season. Now, is that going to change the way you're going to play next week if you lose? No. No, it's never going to change. It will never change. Is that going to change the way you're going to play in December when you only have a couple of weeks left? No, it's never going to change the way that you play. It's never going to change your effort. And if it does, that's an indictment of you as a man. Sorry, but it is. Having said that, um, the thing that really kind of concerns me about this game is the fact the Rams are number five in rushing yards per play allowed and number four in rushing yards per game allowed. That's the only way I see the Cardinals being able to win this game is by running the ball and that makes me very, very uncomfortable. The Phoenix Suns are in Orlando tonight as they are gearing up to face the Magic at 5 o'clock. You can hear it on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com and it asks... Who do you think should be the Suns' number two scoring option after Devin Booker? Your choices, DeAndre Ayton or Mikel Bridges? Should be DA. Yeah, I mean, if, if the question is should, I'm, I'm going to stay with, with DA. I, I just think that that, is, that lends itself to being a lot more sustainable, and your team is better if Mikel can focus on what he does. And Mikel will still have nights where he gives you 23 points or whatever, but if DA was suddenly a 24 and 15 guy, I, I you, all due respect to Cam Johnson, that might actually be a, a better thing when Cam comes back and DA's playing like that. Well, it would be better if you had either or. If you had the ability to do whatever you needed to do to beat your opponent. That'd be nice. Be versatile, right? You want to pound it? DA's going to go ahead. Yeah, get the ball down low. DA's going to score. Yeah, he's going to rebound. He's going to be tough. Hey, listen, that's great. You'll, you'll need that in certain games. You play other people, you're going to need the perimeter game. So you want to be able to do both. So 52% say DeAndre Ayton, 48% say Mikel Bridges. And then last night, guys, the Coyotes won their third straight game with a 2-0 victory over the Island Islanders. And then also the Tempe City Council voted to schedule and prepare for a May 16th, 2023 public vote on a proposed arena and entertainment district that will be the future home of the Arizona Coyotes. What's your Whoa. thought? Well, I mean, it's, it's two different things there. The, the three wins in a row, they are... They're playing for for Bear. This is uh, he's he's legit as a coach. That's the one thing I think they they know for sure they have. They're out skating some tough teams. They beat some good teams. They're getting hot goaltending right now. Well, if the, they were never five hundred last year ever, other than when they were zero and zero to start yes, the season, and right. they are back to five hundred right now, and, and they're. 
they're overmatched on paper against a lot of these teams, but they're playing pretty tough hockey. Yeah, and you know, they're getting the goaltending that they need. It, it's amazing to me. Uh, when I think of goaltending, um, I, I think of the line of scrimmage in the NFL. Yeah, and how, if you win that, you win. Exactly right. It's just how critical it is that you win the line of scrimmage, and they're definitely getting that, man. Veg. That's the new nickname that I learned right there. I love it right there. Bear said veg. Uh, Vamilka, of course, has done an incredible job. I I love the Coyotes and watch um, and look forward to watching them and how they compete. Beat a team last night that they didn't even score a goal against last year. They got swept by the Islanders, and they beat them last night. And as far as the vote, that's going to be interesting because it's supposed to all be privately funded. So now I think the key is getting that word out to everybody before they vote <laughs> because people look and they're like, oh, I'm going to have to pay for this. You're not supposed to have to pay for it, so they got to get that word out. Uh, Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and much more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Tickets just went on sale, and you can head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. When we come back, we're going to be the keys for the Cardinals Sunday against the Rams. We'll get into those next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Let's go! Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. How do you know it's Friday, Wolf? I just picked up my actual phone and tried to put it on instead of my headphones. <laughs> that's good. I, I hope that's a, a, a byproduct of it being Friday and not just who I am. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> no, I guess exactly. We're going to start looking you at you with a jaundice eye. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens on uh, on Monday with that. Um, keys to the game. Let's let's get into these. We got Cardinals Rams coming up. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, but we got so caught up in what's on the line in this game, and there is still a lot actually. Now, what's going to be on the line in two weeks if they lose the next two is a different conversation. There's a lot still on the line this week, though. But we talked so much about that, Wolf, that we, we had to rush through the keys to the game uh, at the end of the opening segment. So what, what do you got for, uh, for not players, yeah. but, but things that can decide this game? Yeah, I know you only have one key to the game. Because it's the only and, one that matters. Okay, week. right, exactly. And I have three keys, of course, to the game coming up. It's always three base earnings. Never go with two. Never go with four. It's always three. I could add a second one, but that's um, still going to be two. But okay, I do good. have a second one. It's, um, it's evolved during the course of this show, actually. Why don't you just go ahead, because you know what you suggest earlier was a key to the game. Why don't you give us your key? Because it is one of mine as well. I think the biggest thing in this game for the Cardinals is to play, just to play a clean, fundamentally sound football game. Now, I know that seems like the most obvious thing in the world because they've had a hard time managing their timeouts, managing the clock, being able to get a snap off without false start penalties or whatever. I I get that. So, yes, that's part of it, the fact that that's been an issue all season. But the other part of it, Wolf, is so many guys are hurt on both sides of the ball in this game, and both teams basically have their season on the line. That I think the only way the Cardinals have a chance to win this game is to play a clean game, really, for like the first time all season. Yes. But I also think if they play a clean game, they have a pretty good chance to win because the Rams are equally as beat up. No, absolutely. And everything you just said right there, I endorse 100%. I endorse this message, ladies and gentlemen. Are you sick and tired of hearing that? Um, Yes, of course you are. Listen, it's up to each player in that locker room to make sure he is doing his job. Do your job. And not killing the team by making mistakes. Do your job. It's time to hold a kangaroo court 
and start finding dudes that make these destructive blunders in games. Because accountability matters, man. And when I say that, I'm talking about a fine system that the players put in place. I, I've been on teams. I was say, it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. I have been on teams where this has happened with leadership. It's time to do it, man. It really is. Each player is responsible for this. It's not the coach. Pre-snap penalties, it's not the coach. And you know what? Honestly, getting the plays in on time, that is the coach. But there's two ends of that, getting it in on time and actually getting it out on time as well. Um, They've got to stop it with these pre-snap penalties. They've got to stop it with these mistakes where you're dropping picks or you're dropping balls that are right in your hands. You got to find a way to catch it somehow, some way. This coming from a guy that only had 26 receptions in his NFL career. Well, how many times were you targeted? Well, not a lot. Uh, so maybe you were like more. 100%. Maybe if they threw no. you the ball, you caught the ball. Yeah, right. right. I, I, I doubt that right okay. there. Well, if I could trap it on fine. my gut, that was yeah. good. I mean, you know, I'd grab that <laughs> That's thing. That's how they teach you to catch, right? Don't use your hands. Use <laughs> your gut. That's exactly right. Just let it, just pin it against your chest. <laughs> um, no, that is not how you do oh. it. Okay, but that's number one. I'm with you on that. They've got to eliminate that. Well, I, would, just, I would add to that real quick, too. Yeah. I mean, we were seeing Buda Baker run around in practice today, and I'm seeing a lot of the people's responses, Cardinals fans on, on Twitter. And it's like, if, if let's say Buda actually does play on Sunday, and he's out there, and he's like, you know he has a high ankle sprain, unless they were wrong. He definitely has some sort of ankle issue. So if he's going to gut it out, that shows you how important this game is. If he's okay. out there making plays, and then yeah. you're like, oh, I didn't know where to line up when we had the ball. How do you, like, Buddha's never going to do what Jalen Ramsey did and start calling guys out on his own offense. Yeah. But, man, come on. Like, if, if, if that doesn't show you how important this game is, how about you line up where you're supposed to line up? Yeah, you're, you're totally going to distract me right now with the Buddha Baker thing because I don't understand this. A high ankle sprain is a high ankle sprain. Now, there are certain degrees, of course, there are degrees of severity, yet at the same time, I've never known anyone that has a high ankle sprain, whether it's first degree or third degree, high ankle sprain that didn't miss at least one game. At least. Let alone two. Sometimes like five, six. Right? So I'm like, wait a minute. Um, You heard Cliff Kingsbury. He said it was 0% chance. Earlier this week. Yeah. Earlier we'll, this we'll, week. We'll get back into Buddha. I don't want to distract you. I want you to right. get to okay. your keys. Yeah, we'll get to Buddha next right. segment. Yeah. What are you shoot. doing, Luke? See? Yeah, I'm trying See what to you did right yeah, there? I'm making up words like shit. Okay, shoot. you know what? Uh, number two, four keys to the game right now. you got to run the ball, dudes. You, you, you've got to run the ball. At some point in time, somebody, somebody needs to acknowledge the fact that the Cardinals have got to be able to line up and control the line of scrimmage, especially when you're playing against Aaron Donald and the Los Angeles Rams. You have to be capable of running. The, how many offensive linemen are going to be backups for the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday? I don't know, but I do know three most likely. Do they even have backups left? Uh, you know, I, right, backups to the backups right now. And you know what, uh, backups, they're in there because many times they struggle to pass protect, ladies and gentlemen. That's one of the reasons why they're, ba- they're, they're backups. If you're an offensive lineman and you can pass protect, you're probably a starter in this passing league. Are you not? That's a good point, yeah. 
So, you know what you've got to do? Because a lot of times, once again, um, if you're a backup, you got to be able to run the ball to help them because they're typically not better at pass protection. Otherwise, they'd be out there starting. So you've got to be able to run the ball, man, to help them out. If the Arizona Cardinals, I said this before, I've been talking about it all the time. If the Arizona Cardinals, if they have 58 pass attempts like they had the last time they played the Rams, forget about it. Okay? Forget about it. you got to say that with a heavy New Jersey accent if you're going to say forget about it. Forget about it. it. Okay. um, Number three, rush the passer, Matt. you got to rush the passer. The Rams' offensive line is a mess. It's not just the Arizona Cardinals. It's the Rams' Um, although the Cardinals don't have a great rush defense, the Rams don't have a great rush offense. <laughs> Ron Wolfley reporting. They have arguably the worst or second um, worst in the NFL. The, the penultimate. Uh, Not number, even 600 team rushing yards this year yet. Yes. Number 31, man. Number 31 in rushing yards per game and number 31 in rushing yards per play per game. Um, the Cardinals, they need to go out, though. They need to go out and they need to hammer this offensive line and attack this offensive line and do it with five-man pressures that Vance Joseph has built his reputation on. It's what he does very, very well. They're going to have to scheme pressures against backups for the Rams and a Rams offensive line that has struggled. Rush the passer. That's something that's going to be a huge turning point in this game. We had DeMarco Farr on earlier. He said, basically, if you have edge rushers, you're going to get to the quarterback right now. That's the situation in L.A. The problem for the Cardinals is edge rusher is their most inexperienced, unreliable position right now, I would say. I mean, I don't want to say by design, but they they just didn't address that in the offseason. They're trying to grow it internally. So, I mean, when you say who's going to get to to Stafford or Wolford or Perkins, if they even go to him, like, who is it going to be? J.J. Watt? Yeah. I mean, that's where my mind starts, right? J.J. Watt. It'd be nice to get Marcus Golden in the backfield a few times, too. This feels like the sort of game your defense is going to have to win you for, for either team. Yes. Either the Rams' defense is going to win their game for them or the Cardinals' defense is going to yes. win it for them. That's You're right. That's what this feels like, which is why you really want to have Buda back because they obviously have Aaron Donald. And Sean McVay is going to run the ball. He is going to do that, which is very interesting. John Wolford. Yeah, who's going to run it? <laughs> He doesn't seem to like the handoff. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, what does Kevin Ray want to see from the Suns tonight in Orlando? We're going to ask the Suns broadcaster for Bally Sports next. It is game day with K. Ray on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke. Brings the boom. Sons game day with K Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. Game day with K Ray. Sons in Orlando to take on the Magic tonight. Kevin Ray of Valley Sports joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. K, what's going on? Happy Friday to you, gang. Happy Friday. Yeah, same to you right there. You know, I was thinking to myself, how long of a flight is it to Barbados from Orlando? <laughs> Not very long, Wolf. I looked into it. <laughs> but too long to make it back. So Indeed. it'll have okay. to wait for another day. Hey, Kay, how about this right here? Um, before we get into it, I say mellow, you say what? 
out. <laughs> With a question mark. Do you okay? You, there was a story that came out today. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but um, a story that came out. They were talking about, hey, what a great fit Mello would be for the Suns. It actually came out yesterday. But tell me about your thoughts on that. Yeah, uh, look. You you add a guy like that, and uh, especially when you consider the the version of Mello that we have seen the last couple of years, and who really you know was able to reignite his career. Um, you you don't dispute the talent, and look if, if it happened, I, I certainly wouldn't uh, you know wouldn't frown upon it. I I just think when you look at what this team's calling card you know is going to need to be and and mellow brings one side of the floor right mm-hmm. I, I think unfortunately at his age he's not going to be able to to bring you the kind of defender that that you need out there and, and again this, this is no slighted mellow it's just yeah. you know father time takes the takes the wheels from all of us um you know, I, I just I just don't know if you would want to tie up any additional monies for a player like that at his age. But uh, look, crazier things have happened. I, I just think that if, if James is going to look at bringing in a piece, he's going to look at bringing in something uh, probably a little on the younger side. Talking to Kevin Ray of Bally Sports. K Ray, the win on Wednesday over Minnesota was, it wasn't just Mikel Bridges. Obviously, Devin Booker actually led the team in scoring and campaign had a really good game. We can get to them, but Mikel specifically, with all he does defensively, when he has games like that offensively, the Suns seem unstoppable. I guess my only concern is, is it fair to ask that of him offensively consistently when he's doing so much else already? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think we can expect 31 from Mikel, but I think he would be the first to tell you, along with the rest of the team, none of them, you know, none of them, and in a way, guys, it kind of mirrored what we saw against Portland uh, last Friday night. They, they just they didn't have the juice. Monty said as much, and the guys said as much, and they, they were taking on a hungry Philadelphia team. But Mikel has the capabilities, and I think it was just, you know, he needed to be reminded that, hey, look, dude, uh, we're missing the twin here. You know, that, that guy you consider like a brother. Uh, so we, we need some other people to step up, and, and he heeded the message. But he's got the ability to put that kind of pressure on a defense, and he does it now. I mean, you know, it's like a baseball player. You, you hear him talk about, you know, a five-tool player. That's what Mikel is, you know, for this Phoenix Suns team. He has the ability to slash. He has the ability to knock down the three. He's got the ability now to put the ball in the floor and get to the mid-range and even punish smaller defenders. So it might take some, you know, some subtle reminders, some kind of poking from Coach Monty Williams and his teammates to do that. But he he has all the, you know, all the qualities, uh, all the traits to at least pick up some of that scoring that you've lost with Cam Johnson. So since it is game day with K-Ray, of course, Kevin, um, who is going to be the pivotal player for tonight's game against the Magic as you see it? Well, they're they're going to be shorthanded again tonight. Could be um, 
doubly shorthanded. We don't know about Chris yet. Listed as questionable. Um, Landry Shamit is not a go tonight. I don't know if you guys remember the other night, but he took a pretty nasty shot on top of the head from Rudy yeah. Gobert, and he finished the game. But uh, in uh, you know dealing with the concussion, so Landry will not be available, which is really unfortunate because Landry had clearly his best game of the season. Uh, if if Chris goes, then once again you're going to be looking at this bench to you know to create a spark and campaign had one of his best game in a son's uniform so i would you know put it on cam the other guy that that really needs to kind of reemerge here and that is uh, that is our one of our son's favorite players and that's jock landale uh We've seen Jock play at a high level, but unfortunately, uh, Eddie Eddie Johnson gave him the uh, the Mark West Award, which, as we know, not something you particularly want, which is about a, a foul a minute. So this is a monster lineup that uh, the Orlando Magic threw out there. So uh, I'd love to see some quality foul-free minutes and productive minutes from Jock Landale uh, for this Suns bench tonight. Talking to Kevin Ray of Bally Sports, it is game day with K. Ray. Uh, K. Look, anytime you bring up DeAndre Ayton, seventy-five percent of Suns fans are mad that he's not doing more, and the other twenty-five percent are mad that you're even suggesting he should do more. I'm not really even going down that path. I'm just more concerned that he, especially rebounding, seems to have taken a step back this year, at least statistically, and honestly, with the eye test too, he's averaging like three rebounds less per game than he has for his entire career. Do you see anything different? Uh, it, well, you know, there's been a couple games where he got into foul trouble, um, and then a couple of the games where the Suns won, and you know they they didn't need to play him big minutes. But look, you're you're right, Luke. Uh, the stats are the stats, and, and I will say that as a collective, uh, you know, and that's been one of the points of emphasis coming into the season is becoming a better offensive rebounding team. So I do think that you've got other guys attacking the glass, but. Look, that being said, uh, this is a guy that, you know, averaged a double-double, and that's the kind of productivity armed with a new contract that, that you've got to get because you can't count on the other guys to continue to, to gobble up a few of those rebounds. And tonight, you know, just another example. Uh, I thought that the other night presented an opportunity for him, you know, to get big numbers. Uh, it, it just didn't materialize. But he is definitely going to have to be a monster and a factor on the glass tonight because, like I say, if you if you think that the, the Twin Towers with Cat and the Stifle Tower are big, go look at this lineup. you got a 6'10 guard in Wagner uh, that the Suns' backcourt is going to have to deal with. So, uh, And they crushed Dallas on the glass the other night. So the Suns are going to have to come with their hard hats um, and uh, the, the, the belts tightened up and ready to work on the, on the glass tonight. So when you're not in Barbados, you travel with the team and you hang around the team an awful lot um have you noticed anything different about deandre ayton his demeanor no i i I can't say that i have i mean you know da's always just kind of been you know this laid-back fun-loving kid uh super chill uh haven't haven't noticed any change in his demeanor at all uh you know on the team flights so you know I, i don't know if people are are you know projecting some kind of like oh this is what we're talking about the the vibe man there there is there's no bad vibes coming from DA he's you know his, his teammates still love him he's always laughing and you know yucking it up on the plane when we're on there uh, same thing when he's out of the floor shoot around practices so I don't see anything different with DA 
there just needs to be a, you know, a concentrated effort to try and, you know, improve uh, some of the aspects of his game uh, moving forward. Yeah, DA's pretty consistently DA. Sun's 25th in the NBA in rebounding, though. Uh, Kevin Ray, thanks for the time as always, man. You got it, fellas. Have a good weekend. All right, Kay. You too, man. That's Kevin Ray checking in on the Arizona Sports Line right there for game day with Kay Ray ahead of the Suns matchup with Orlando in Orlando tonight. Text Devils to 620-620 for your chance to win VIP field and tailgate passes to see ASU take on the Oregon State Beavers, courtesy of Bar S. That's Devils to 620-620. All right, when we come back, back to football. There's suddenly a former first-round defensive lineman out there that the Cardinals could maybe use and uh, is Buda Baker actually going to play this Sunday? We'll get into that as well. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert. Presented by 72 Soul. 51, 51, let's go. Let's go, here we go. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, if you are of the belief that the Cardinals could use reinforcements on the defensive side of the football, specifically on the defensive line, Wolf, there's a name of note out there because the L.A. Chargers waived Jerry Tillery, who was a first-round pick in 2019, so not that long ago. Um, Now, obviously, they waived him because they didn't like the production they were getting out of him. But still, that is a player that was a first-round pick not that long ago. And if you're wondering, okay, well, what am I – I don't know anything about Jerry Tillery. Well, let me help you out. Mel Kuyper Jr.'s Player Profile. When Tillery was at his best, he was a top 10 to 15 pick. Literally looked like that in terms of the first round. But he was quiet in too many games for my liking. Go back to the Stanford game. He had four sacks all over the field making plays disruptive behind the line of scrimmage. You want to see him even it out. Showcase that big-time ability game after game. That was lacking at Notre Dame. That's why there was a lot of mixed opinion about Jerry Tillery coming into this draft process. So he's on waivers, and reportedly the Chargers had been getting trade offers for him earlier in the season, too. Yes. So uh, I'm assuming he won't clear waivers. I mean, you never know at this point in the season. Yeah. The very first thing I thought of when I heard that, Mel Kuyper right there talking about Jerry Tillery, I was thinking of Robert Kimdichi. Did anyone else think of Robert Kimdichi when I heard that right there? Yeah. Just the, you know, know. and and let me just say that it's Robert Kimdichi. Um, I said, there's no way in the world. When Kim Dichie came out, I said, there's no way in the world that I'm going to draft him. I'm not going to do it in the top 15. Robert Kim Dichie, defensive tackle, Ole Miss. At 6'3", 295 pounds, Kim Dichie can hold up at the point of attack and use his speed to make plays from the backside. He's a disruptor of the highest order. And when motivated, hunts his prey with such myopic focus, hardened NFL scouts cannot believe what they're seeing. But Robert Kim Dichie is not without blemish or stink. Scouts say he takes plays off, doesn't play up to his skill set, gets blocked by Barney the Dinosaur, and lacks a motor. Still, Kandichi's talent is beyond reproach. NFL comparison, Darnell Dockett physically and Aaron Donald athletically. Oh. Uh, when were you recording draft capsules? <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so good right there, honestly. And and I was going to, let me finish my thought, though. I I, I was talking about it when Kim Dietschy was coming out of Ole Miss, man. I said, there's no way. Hey, you're in the top 15, top 20, just don't do it. Don't, don't, just don't do it. I'm not taking Robert Kim Dietschy because there were question marks, just like Tillery. 
the question marks about Tillery in regard to whether or not um, he was going to pan out and be a great player. He just wasn't consistent enough at Notre Dame. And I would say the same thing about Robert Kimdichi. And yet I am willing to admit, Basinonians, when he was there at number 29 for the Arizona Cardinals, I, I said, if I, I said it live on the air, if I'm Steve Kime, and I've already made my, made up my mind as to whether or not we're going to draft Robert Kimdichi, there's no way you could have told me that they thought Kimdichi was going to be there at number 29. That's a little and bit I, different at 29. I said, Steve Kime's gotten up. He's walking around that table right now questioning everything that he believed of Kim Dichi because he was that much of an absolute freak when he was right. If that exact scenario played out, and I don't doubt that maybe it did, um, I wonder now, with the benefit of hindsight, like who the other guy was that they were going to take. You know, the, yeah, that scenario right, of like, exactly. okay, we got our yes. pick here. Hey, did you know that Kim Dichi's still out there? What? Right. Now we got to rethink everything. But um, now, Tillery talk- was, was a late first round pick, too. He was 28. Yeah, number 28. So you're talking about Jerry Tillery. And um, listen, this is a guy I think the Arizona Cardinals could use. This is a guy I think they would be interested in. Um, he was waived uh, officially. His waiving is going to be on Friday, so he's not going to be available until Monday. That's the way that it works. Yeah. Now, right now, the Cardinals' waiver priority, I believe, would be eighth. If you flip the standings and go with all the tiebreakers and everything, okay. they, they would pick eighth in the draft. So I would assume that's their waiver priority, too. So, uh, I mean, there's other teams. Depending if you believe that other clubs were already interested in trying to trade for him earlier in the season, then maybe he doesn't even get to the Cardinals. Hey, look, he's a flyer. He's not, it's yeah. not like, oh, if they get him, oh, everything's yeah, set. It's but change everything. But he was a first-round pick, and, and, and again, it wasn't like nine years ago. It was 2019. Now, the other part of the Cardinals story today, Wolf, is that Buda Baker is, or was, practice is over now, but he was out there on the practice field. Here's Cliff Kingsbury today. Starting in the week, you know, I heard 0% chance, and uh, obviously he's been fighting us to get back out there, and, and we'll see how he progresses the next couple of days. But, I mean, he's a special human, and I uh, wanted to be out there today. I just, honestly, right now, I, I can't even believe this, what I'm hearing. I, Cliff Kingsbury just framed it up beautifully right there when he said 0% earlier in the week. 0%? Well, of course it's 0%. He's got a high ankle sprain. That's guaranteed you're going to miss one game, most, most likely two. A lot of times it lingers, too. Like, you'll say, oh, yeah, so-and-so has a high ankle sprain. Oh, they've actually been out for four weeks already, and they're still questionable yeah. the fifth week. Uh, and look, it doesn't mean he's going to play, but the fact that he was out there and we saw the video of him running, Wolf, he didn't, he didn't he's look able to like run. he was stressed yeah. at all. It didn't look like, okay, that guy shouldn't be out there. He, it, they were. There's video of, of him and the other Cardinals players just kind of running lines back and forth. He looks fine in the video. Yeah, he's he, now again. It's not like he's busting it. He's not running hard. He isn't. Um, but the fact that he's even out there running on it when you've got a high ankle sprain, that's not good. When you've got any type of ankle sprain, whether it's low or high, <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. You're not going to run on it because it's all it's going to do is swell. It's going to bring some inflammation into the area, and that's not what you want to do, especially when you don't have to do it. So inflammation goes into the negative category. It's totally negative. Get over there, inflammation. It's just going to mess you up, man. Well, maybe that's part of this. Let's see how he responds. That's why you got to eat clean, Luke. 
You gotta eat clean. You know what I mean? Is that a commentary on the donut just I just found out there? In the you know, I'm in broccoli, some carrots, man. I had broccoli the just other day. Eat clean. It's disgusting. Not a big broccoli. What do you mean? Fan. Seriously? Yeah, oh, it's, it's the only thing I like, actually. You just eat broccoli, nothing uh, else? Broccoli and carrots. Well, I walked I <laughs> with walked, some hot sauce I, over it. I was gonna say, now it sounds more realistic. I walked out to the news desk because they always have donuts on Fridays, right? Yeah. I walked out, there was two jelly filled left. Everybody in this building <laughs> took a good donut and left jelly filled. So you don't like the jelly. You, you're not I mean, a big if, fan if of that. If you're gonna because like you said, donuts aren't great for you. If you're gonna eat something that isn't great for you, you want like you want what you want, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'll take a bite. Here's the lemon. Problem. Oh, it was lemon. <laughs> Not even jelly-filled. Well, lemon jelly-filled. Lem- we all know, babes and onions right now, right? I mean, lemon donut. If you're going to get any type of jelly-filled, it, it might as well be a lemon, you right? You want to at least know I love it's that. lemon. Well, there's a couple out there for you. Yeah. Um, let me just say, biting into a jelly donut, the reason why I don't like them is because you have to worry about jelly being all over your face. Oh, so the bigger, well, the, see, that's the problem. The other issue for me, as you can see, wearing a black shirt is the powdered sugar everywhere. Right. Yeah. You I, bite I into like it, and all of a sudden, you know, yeah. you've got blueberries. No all over your lip or something be like bad. that. Anyway, here's one more from Cliff Kingsbury on Buddha Baker. I don't know. I don't know. When you watch him play, it doesn't seem like it. You know, the spirit, reckless abandon he plays with is unlike um, many people I've seen. The question was, is Buddha human? Yeah. See, that to me right there, the reckless abandon that he plays the game, that's kind of how I eat a jelly-filled donut. <laughs> I, I bite into it, and all of a sudden, it's all over your face. I right? guarantee it's you they're still mouth. out there if you want one. Nobody's uh, touching those. That's the reason why I like peanut sticks. There is no jelly in it or just a glazed donut. Just give it to me because you can eat it with, with abandon. All right. You can eat it the way Cliff just described Buddha playing. Buddha, if you're eating a peanut stick, you can maul that. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. When are we going to get some peanut sticks in here? You can eat it like Buddha plays the game. We need to get those in here. Are they only in Buffalo? Yes. All right. Maybe we well, can get- I thought you were. I thought Daryl Johnston was sending you something. Yeah. Well, you know what? What he, happened? He did typically he? does. He did. Yeah. He did again. He sent Where? It for my birthday. Yeah, did he send them to your house? He sent it to oh, all gone. And then you just decided. Yeah, well. Did he only send one box? He didn't okay, send so the second box okay, for the crew? You, you just totally set me up, right? Because <laughs> you knew maybe he did send it to my house. Well, and I now wasn't. All of a sudden you're like, well, I knew, you didn't bring them in. Well, I knew that they weren't sent here. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> that was my bad, Mal. Mm. All That's right. all right. I have our chance. Yeah, we didn't get to see Happy them. 60th birthday, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> not again, Mal. Uh, no, not again. Not Anything but that again. Next year for your birthday, we're eating peanut sticks and you don't get any. That's uh-huh. how we're going to celebrate um, uh, All right, when we come back. What's on right, the get line? Get us out of here, man. Sunday when the Cardinals. I don't want to take the heat off yeah, of no. this one. What's on the line Sunday when the, uh, the Cardinals face the Rams? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.